We knew what was happening. We knew what was happening, but still, it's so good to be back in the spotlight a little bit, to get the just rewards, to see someone get what they deserve. We'll get more stuff when the All-Star later on this month, but congratulations, Franz Wagner. You've made it, or at least done something interesting. Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 5th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, Franz Wagner is your December Rookie of the Month. We congratulate him. Talk about where his month sits in the pantheon of Magic rookies and why it's pretty clear he's stepped up from other rookies that have won this award. Probably below the two that you're thinking of. One didn't win that you're thinking of too. Um, but why Franz Wagner's rookie year so far has really been something really special and unique and something to, to keep an eye on. We'll get to all that coming up, plus a defense of Jamal Mosley and the good things that he has done. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, this pod, we want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether we're your first listen of the day, whether you're listening to us uh, on your way to work, on your way to the game tonight, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network? It's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Check it out today at Truebill.com. Franz Wagner became the eighth Orlando Magic player in the team's history to win a Rookie of the Month award. It is the second straight year that the Magic have had a rookie win the Rookie of the Month award. Should have been Cole Anthony in April last year. Instead, it was R.J. Hampton in May. Not that R.J. Hampton did not deserve it. He certainly did. Cole Anthony also deserved it as well. Um, it's a pretty good group of guys that have won this award, uh, that have worn a Magic uniform. Shaq and Penny, of course. Uh, Mike Miller, a Rookie of the Year. Uh, Victor Oladipo, Alfred Payton, and R.J. Hampton. Um, so a pretty solid list. You know, Again, Dwight Howard did not win Rookie of the Month. The Magic's role when he was a rookie was very, very small. So... It's not everything. Remember, Tyreek Evans won Rookie of the Year. Emeka Okafor won Rookie of the Year. Um, it's Michael Carter-Williams won Rookie of the Year. Um, it's not everything, but it is something. So, you know, if, if we're playing David Steele, is this anything? Um, you know, everything's something, but not every something is anything. I'm here to tell you why Franz Wagner's Rookie of the Month is anything. It is not just something. It is anything. Um, Wagner has put up, you know... Wagner has just succeeded at everything the Magic has thrown at him so far this year. Um, whether it's playing him as a ball handler and a point guard, something that he did not do a ton of, if any at all, at Michigan. Whether it is using him the way that everyone thought they'd use him as a cutter. Whether it was you know making him a passer, making him a playmaker. It's 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 been a wonder to watch Wagner react to how defenses are changing changing up against him. And how he's still just blowing them away and doing anything that he wants on the floor. 
you don't speed this guy up. He continues to play um, very, very well, and he continues to play um, play at, at his speed and at his pace. Uh, he just he he's been really, really impressive, and it just feels like every single game there is something that he does that just makes your jaw drop. Something that you don't expect him to do. And now, maybe that's a product of low expectations. I think people are a little frustrated with how Jalen Suggs played because the expectations were so high. And again. I think Jalen Suggs, you know, again, the shooting and the scoring is certainly not where you want it to be, but his defense is really good. Uh, I thought he was getting to all spots. Um, I'm still really excited about what Jalen Suggs can be. And there's, there's obviously, you got to wait for him to get healthy. I think this time off is going to help him a lot too, just to try and slow the game down a little bit for him. Franz Wagner though, like Markel Fultz, to be honest, just plays at his speed. And no matter what opponents try to do to speed him up, uh, he just is able to beat it and attack it and figure it out. Um, you know, I just keep bringing up this point. Franz Wagner is figuring out everything on the fly. Um, he is seeing everything for the first time, figuring out how to beat it and beating it without really doing the film stuff to really learn how to attack it. It's, it's incredible basketball. I can um, just basketball instinct that he has shown and that he has played. Uh, but Wagner is doing something that we haven't seen from a Magic rookie in a very, very long time. Um, the numbers are pretty impressive. Um, he's leading the rookie class, averaging 15.9 points per game. That's pretty impressive on its own. In December, he averaged 19.5 points per game since 14 games, 19.5 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game, and 3.1 assists per game. Shot a 52.2% effective field goal percentage, which included 40.4% shooting from deep. Remember those numbers, 19.5, 5.1, 3.1. Just, again, doing it with incredible efficiency uh, for a guy who's on the ball a lot. Um, It is hard to be upset. It is hard to not think anything but the best of Franz Wagner in December. But this is going to put him in pretty elite group. And and, and so I want to kind of cut out um, the eight players that have won rookie, the eight, you know, players that have won rookie. Rookie of the month or the eight times that the Magic have won Rookie of the Month. I'm going to take out Shaq because Shaq is his own animal and just Shaq was an all-star right off the bat. It's not fair to compare Wagner to that. But you could begin to slot where Wagner's rookie year goes in all this. Um, you know, So look, he's leading a really good rookie class in scoring. Scotty Barnes is playing really well. Evan Mobley is playing really well. Cade Cunningham is coming back from that early season injury is playing really well. Jalen Green, when he plays, does everything that everyone anticipated that he would do. Um, there's a lot of other players that were drafted, like Chris Duarte, um, that have the Davion Mitchell. I watched Davion Mitchell play defense against the Lakers t- tonight. His defense on Russell Westbrook at, in moments was really impressive for a rookie rookie guard, just, you know, taking on a, a player of his caliber still. Um, there are a lot of really good rookies. This is a really good rookie class. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm about to argue that really the next step for Franz Wagner is to keep this rolling, to keep this going. He may not win another Rookie of the Month award just because this rookie class is really good, particularly in the Eastern Conference. And again, I didn't even talk about Josh Giddy, who won the Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Josh Giddy has been a lot of fun and a really solid player to start his career as well. So, a lot of really good rookies. So I don't know if we can judge him full, judge anyone fully on the awards that they've won, but. Wagner is very, very clearly kind of in a different class when it comes just to magic rookies. Let's just look at the guys that have won Rookie of the Month. RJ Hampton last year 
Averaged 16 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, and 5.6 assists per game. Shot fairly efficiently, but as I noted last year, while it's good that he did that, I don't want to take anything away from him. He won the award. He deserved the award in a shortened month of May. Um, a lot of his minutes came with the game already decided, with the game out of out of balance. Um, you know, again, and I think we're we're kind of seeing a little where Hampton still needs to to grow. So. I'm, I, I, we're all very, we're all very happy and proud of the way RJ finished the season last year. It's better that he can do it, um, even in meaningless minutes that can't do it. But I, I, I raised a lot of alarm bells on on RJ Hampton's stats. Was just like, okay, you know, good. It's good that he can do this, but it, it, it's not particularly meaningful. Alfred Payton, when he won Rookie of the Month in January 2015, averaged 10.7 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 6.9 assists per game. Again, not great numbers. Victor Oladipo won Rookie of the Month twice in December of 2013 and February of 2014. It was a weak, weak class, but Oladipo's numbers in December 2013, 12.7 points per game, shooting 38.3% overall. Um, in February, averaged 14.7 points per game, shot 41.1%. So he's getting better, just starting a little bit more. But again, you see those numbers are, are low. Um, he wasn't the primary scorer, obviously, but he wasn't scoring efficiently. He's on a bad team. Someone had to score again. Franz Wagner's on a bad team too. Someone has to score, but the way Wagner's scoring does feel like it'll scale up, that it'll help the team win. And you look at the numbers too. He is as important as any player on this Magic team to winning. Mike Miller in 2000 won the Rookie of the Year award. He really became the secondary scorer the Magic needed for those teams. Averaged 11.9 points per game, shot 40.7% from deep for the season. When he won Rookie of the Month in February, he averaged 15.6 points per game, 44.3% from beyond the arc. In March, he upped it to 16.6 points per game while shooting 37.9% from deep. Obviously, a big reason Mike Miller was able to win Rookie of the Year was because the Magic made the playoffs, um, beat out Kenyon Martin that year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to win Rookie of the Year. And I think everyone acknowledged that a big part of it was he was a major contributor to a playoff team in that Orlando Magic squad. Again, you look at Wagner's numbers, and they, they compare favorably to what Miller did. Let's break down Penny then. Again, Jack is his own animal. Penny did, did not, you know, great player, obviously. I'm not saying that Franz Wagner is Penny, but I just want to compare these numbers just for comparison's sake. Penny for the season averaged 16 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, and 6.7 assists per game. So again, very, very good player. Don't take anything away from him. In January... Of 1993, um, Penny averaged 20 and a half points per game, 5.7 rebounds, and seven assists per game. When he won it again in April of 1994, averaged 19.3, 6.6, and 8.2 assists per game. That is to me clearly a step up from where Wagner is. The Hardaway obviously was a point guard, was controlling the ball a lot, had Shaq to throw the ball to, but Penny was scoring and doing so efficiently and effectively while also doing a whole bunch of other parts of the game. So to me, Wagner, at the very least, if you want to use a historical comparison, Wagner's numbers at, at the very least compared to what Mike Miller did in Orlando, and and that makes and I'm not comparing the two players stylistically, um, but statistically at least, Wagner is doing what doing now what Mike Miller did late in the season uh, at the turn of the calendar to January to eight to and and, and into April and into into deeper in the season. Um, Wagner is playing at a much higher consistent, consistent level. And I think, you know, we could objectively say, no offense to Mike Miller, that Franz Wagner right now looks like a better rookie than Mike Miller did, perhaps. Um, certainly putting up numbers that, that appear to be better than him as well. I, you know, 
I'll, I'll, I'll put some rain on this parade. I don't quite think Franz Wagner is an all-star yet. Um, I think there's potential for, for there to be, to be that. Um, I think that he fits into, into schemes and, and really, really well into what the Magic are trying to do. Um, I really like a lot of things he does. Um, I think he's always going to be able to score 15, 16 points per game because he's going to pick his spots to attack. He's going to make good decisions with the ball. Um, and he's going to be able to shoot. He's going to be able to hit the, hit the shots uh, when the ball swings to him. He doesn't need the ball to be successful. And I think that's why he's a really, that's one of the reasons he's a really good player. But obviously he is a step below where Shaq and Petty are. Um, it's unfair to compare him to, to a Hall of Famer and would have been Hall of Famer if not for injuries. Um, and all NBA guys very, very early in their careers. But again, it stresses this point. It was a point that we made when Cole Anthony was going through his scoring binge earlier in the year as well. It stresses this point. The Magic are seeing stuff from young players right now that they have not seen since Penny. Since at least Penny. You know, maybe Mike Miller. So they're seeing stuff from rookies. And again, Dwight Howard had a very weird, uneven rookie, not uneven rookie year, but a very controlled um, rookie year. So again, it's not everything here. But we are seeing Franz Wagner do something we haven't really seen in, in the last two decades from a Magic rookie. And that's really exciting. Um, at the very least, Franz Wagner feels like a keeper, feels like someone that's going to be a great second or third option for who this team wants to be. And that's just sitting here today because he's going to get better. And a big part of what comes next for Franz Wagner, a big part of his development now is to take this and make it the baseline, make this the floor. Um, and, and obviously that's going to be really, really tough. The rookie wall is going to come. Defenses are going to adjust. You know, the scoring might slip a little bit as guys get back from injury um, and, and the team starts to look a little bit more healthy and a little bit more full. Uh, but there's no reason to think that this is not the start for Franz Wagner in many ways. Um, it, 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 if it sounds like I am trying to slow down some expectations, I, I am a little bit here in, in making these comparisons, but at the same time, I'm also saying we have not seen the best of Franz Wagner yet. Um, and, and I don't think that this will be the last time we're discussing him in the rookie of the month uh, or, or any of these rookie awards anytime soon. He's already proven again, something I've noted with Jalen Suggs is usually early on in the season, you just want to see some proof of concept. You want to see something click. Franz Wagner at this point, you trust him to score 15 points a night. And that's incredible to say from a rookie who's not even halfway through his first season. Um, and, and I don't think we should take that for granted. And I don't think we should lose sight of the fact that rookies, especially Magic rookies historically, do not do this. And that's why it's really, really exciting to see Franz Wagner. I'll talk a little bit about Jamal Mosley. I know that's been a subject a lot of Magic fans have been talking about lately. We'll talk a little bit about him and where he stands as a coach and why he should get maybe a little bit more credit than he's getting. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, do you know why free trials are not your consent? It's it's a business scam out to get you. It's, it's supposed to be a nice convenience, but it turns out to be something that hits you hard. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge 
is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped, them, helped save them more than $100 million. Just like Matthew B., who says, quote, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. And I saved $840 a year on my car insurance bill. That is 790 plus 840 is what? $1,500? The more than $1,600 saved right there. Don't fall on, fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're listening to us uh, right when we upload um, in the morning at, at work, on break, while you work out, on your way to the game. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On Magic part of your day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. They have nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Jamal Mosley um, is, is in a tricky, tricky spot. Um, you know, again, I, I think I think the first year of a rebuild is is always the, mo- the one of the harder things, um, and it's really hard to judge a coach. It's really hard to find a coach that's willing to stomach this kind of play. Um, to some extent, yes, um, the coach is a little bit of a babysitter, um, just trying to get the young guys focused on the right things and get the young guys through the course of the season. Um, I think it's really important to have some semblance of what your culture is going to be and, and and the style of play you're going to you're going to go through because winning is going to be hard. At the same time, though, you still want a coach that knows or, or can manage a game and manage a team to a win. And especially after Sunday's loss to the Boston Celtics um, in overtime, there was a lot of criticism of Jamal Mosley, and I think some of it is very fair, actually. Um, there are certainly moments where Jamal Mosley kind of leaves guys on the bench. Um, remember earlier in the season with Wendell Carter, um, you know, he played, what, 15 minutes in that first game, a little bit of foul trouble there, but the Magic were out of the game so early that he just never went back to Wendell Carter as part of where his where his spot in the rotation came from. The Magic kind of abandoned that rotation and one of their best players, and, and it was clear even then that Wendell Carter was one of their best players ended up on the bench for the majority of the game. And that just that just cannot happen. It's happened once or twice. It's gotten better at that, but it has happened once or twice. Um, there are, are the zero lineups that I've referred to as well, where there's just lineups that just clearly do not work and will not work. And and certainly you could argue that, Mo, that Mosley needs to do a better job sprinkling his starters a little bit more throughout the lineup. At the same time, though, I think there is a development goal and it's more productive to have those players out there with guys that will help them, you know, be their best version of themselves. And yes, kind of leaving Terrence Ross on that island with all those bench players and all those 10-day guys, that makes Terrence Ross look a little bit worse because the defense really key in on him. Um, but at the same time, that's not going to kill this franchise and, and the long-term they want. I think a lot of the criticisms that I've seen of Jamal Mosley so far are pretty fair. Um you know, I think his rotation work, his rotations need work. I think he he made mistakes in the loss of the Celtics. 
not calling a few timeouts late in the game um, where the magic were clearly kind of reeling and needed to, needed to take a breath or needed a, needed a moment to, to kind of refocus themselves. Magic been pretty good coming out of timeouts for the most part. Um, I think that was that I think that was a huge mistake. I think he mismanaged that game, uh, you know, just kind of kind of allowing that young team to make a lot of mistakes. And you know, some people think there's some nefarious thing about it. I don't believe that. I, I think this team is really young. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to make a lot of errors. They're not particularly deep, and that's why they're losing a lot of games. I don't think they're losing games because of the coaching necessarily. At the same time, yes, I, I think there are times when. Mosley does not put his team in the best position to win all the time or, or, or in, in the name of development, in the name of keeping some lineups together or keeping players um, in some spots, he's, you know, maybe not helping his team win or, or giving his team the best chance to win. The RJ Hampton question of point guard is certainly part of that equation. Um, the magic just seemed very determined not to play him at point guard. Um, and if that's an organizational decision, you know, again, I, I can't, say I completely disagree with it, but at the same time, and I think Magic fans have been a little unfair toward Tim Frazier, but I think that's fair to say, like, why not play him at point guard? Why not play him alongside Franz, who's essentially the initiator on offense at this point? I think those are all fair points. At the same time, I do think Mosley is not getting the credit he deserves, and Omar Cabrera did a good job kind of drawing some of these points out on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, but I do think Mosley has done a lot of really good things. Um, a lot of the season is about building habits and building culture. Um, the Magic right now have the worst 37 or 38 game start in franchise history. This is worse than 2004. This is worse than 1992. This is the worst start the Magic have ever had to a season. Um, they're, they're probably going to have the worst 41 game start in franchise history. I think they need two more wins um, to avoid to avoid that mark. Um, yet. I think the feeling around the magic, around the players, and I think honestly the feeling among fans is undoubtedly positive. Now, this does not feel like the worst magic team in history or the worst magic team in history by record. I don't think they're the worst team in magic history. I think 04 is that. I think 04 and 92 definitely take that cake. This is probably better than the expansion team in 90 as well as the 91 team as well. So I'm not concerned about this being the worst team in magic history. They need to be healthy. I, I mentioned that yesterday. They, they, they can't really do much until they're healthy. Um, but the vibes around this team are really good. Um, and, and I feel like the players have really committed. The players have really bought in to what the team is doing, what the team is trying to do. Um, I, I really do believe that the Magic are building things the right way. There are parts of this offense that I really like. I think they're getting shots in areas that modern teams get shots. Um, the, the more freelance style has had its hiccups for sure. Um, you know, I, I think this team is young team has struggled to figure some things out. I think they could use a little bit more structure, but overall, I think that this is an offense that's going to fit and, and, and really work once they get player, once they get better players, once they get players who are more comfortable and confident, um, and have a better understanding of the games. It's, it's, it's a simple offense, but it is complex. Um, it requires good decision-making and good understanding of, of flow. And, and I think that's something that is a lot of trust and magic put in young players. They've empowered the young players to make those decisions. And yes, they're going to make mistakes, um, but they're going to do, they're going to play well in that sense. Defensively, I think has been the biggest disappointment of the year so far. Um, I don't think the magic have really carved out a strong identity defensively yet, um, but they do a good job collapsing the paint. I think that's been a major emphasis and, and they're willing to give some stuff up to focus on that major emphasis. And again, I think once they have some depth, we're going to really see what this team can do defensively. I think so much of this team is hidden behind all the injuries they face and just their inability to 
field a functioning roster, to field a full roster um, for a full 48 minutes. Um, there have been some really good defensive moments then, and, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about those. All of this is stuff that Jamal Mosley deserves credit for, um, that there are these little pockets, these little victories. And again, making it 48 minutes is the, t- is the toughest part right now. Um, and again, there's a lot of reasons for it. But I think the fact that the Magic have stayed together, the fact that the Magic have kind of kept their cool, kept their composure, they haven't given in to frustration, they still believe in what they're trying to accomplish. I think Mosley deserves a lot of credit. That's one of the more important things that we're going to see from this season. Um, and the Magic are seeing it and the Magic are delivering it. Um, so while Mosley has not been perfect, he's a rookie coach. He has made rookie mistakes just as much as his players have. Um, I do think that the Magic are on the right track. And, you know, again, I, I think their coach has done everything that you could possibly ask of them. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers, why the Magic seem to be coming to the end of their COVID scare coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's the new year, and so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or just taste like a chemical spill. And that's honestly being kind um, and, and not to mention full of calories. You want to eat healthy, but it gets really boring. You want some of that savory taste. You want some chocolate in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And most of them are really healthy for you, at least low calorie for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4, net car- four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of proteins. Protein. It is the perfect snack for those trying to eat healthy this year. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout or at least count it as a healthy snack. And there's so many flavors to choose from, from coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Plus, we have this great offer. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and into the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Again, use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a deposit bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. The Atlanta Magic are home at the Amway Center to take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, uh, Going to be an interesting game for sure for the Orlando Magic. They are starting to get healthy again. Um, Cole Anthony upgraded on the injury report to questionable with the sprained ankle. Um, I would honestly take that to mean he's playing, and if he's not going to play tonight, uh, tonight, he's probably going to play 
uh, when the Magic play on Saturday against the Detroit Pistons. Um, I, I think, I, obviously, that's that's really good news. Chuba Okiki no longer listed on the injury report, so he is out of health and safety protocols, it appears. So that would make him available for Wednesday's game as well. The only two players left in health and safety protocols as of Tuesday night, Markel Fultz and Robin Lopez. So Magic appear to be nearing the end of this COVID drought. A lot of people have asked me about Markel Fultz. Um, when he comes out of COVID protocols, uh, will he be immediately back on the floor? I don't think that will be the case. There'll probably be a little bit of a ramp-up period. They probably just want to make sure he's all good, especially since he's probably had to take a little bit of a break over the last few days. Um, he becomes eligible to come out of health and safety protocols, I believe, today. Um, you know, uh, the five-day quarantine will be over. Um, so uh, hopefully he'll be able to pick back up. Um, at this point, I think most fans have pointed to, I think it would be a fair target to say, the Magic's homestand in about a week, week and a half. Um, is probably the point that the Magic are trying to get him back. Um, you know, the Magic kind of have a little bit of a road trip coming up. Um, so I think that the Magic are probably going to look to bring him back during that, that homestand before they go on their second West Coast road trip. The Sixers dealing with their own little COVID outbreak right now. Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Seibel out for this game um, already. Uh, obviously, Joel Embiid and, and Tobias Harris will play. So Sixers still have plenty of firepower. This is still a really dangerous team. Joel Embiid named the Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Um, probably should have been DeMar DeRozan, but um, I'm not going to go there. Um, the Sixers are still, you know, they're still they're they're like Boston. They're struggling a little bit. They got a lot of talent, but they haven't quite put all their pieces together. But you know, again, they have Joel Embiid. That's a really tough cover. Um, you know, for Wendell Carter or for Mo Bamba, um, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a battle. Um, I do think Orlando is playing really, really well right now. The Boston game was a good was a good showing. The Chicago game was a really good showing as well. Um, I think the Magic are ripe to get a win somewhere here soon. Um, Detroit should be honestly. Detroit should be a win Saturday. I, you know, I don't have any qualms saying that. That it's about all the two worst teams in the league, but I think Orlando is better to be honest, especially especially when they're healthy, especially when they have Cole. Um, so I do think the Magic are ripe to get a win here very, very soon. Would not surprise me if it's Wednesday night. They do need to do a better job defending the Amway Center, um, and they and I think that I think they they understand that they're pretty close to turning a corner and getting one here. I'd be curious to see how they react when they do get one here, um, because they are playing a lot better right now. They are putting themselves in positions to win. Um, it's just about finishing the job and and getting through the forty eight minutes. Tip off is at the Amway Center at seven o'clock. I'll be there. We'll have complete coverage of that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, find us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Find, the, find Orlando Magic Daily on Twitter at omagicdaily. We have updates there throughout the course of the game. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic, this is Bill Frost, Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.